This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, May 7th, 2023, Acts 4, 8-12. You know, if you have a, a particular hobby or area of interest, you can probably find a lot of online chat forums, blog posts, articles, YouTube content creators that will tell you everything that you need to know about that hobby. Take, for example, if you like to go hiking, you can find someone telling you about the best gear, the best tent, the best backpack, the best places to go, and so on. And those commentators, those YouTube creators will, will fill you with all this information about everything that you can do. And sometimes it can even seem a bit overwhelming. Whether you like to exercise or it's a, a program of some sort of diet or you like to go fishing or flying a kite, someone is out there to tell you they're the expert, they know the best way to do it or the wrong way to do it and they'll be telling you how. But should it be this way when it comes to theology and religion? Certainly when it comes to things like fishing or flying a kite, we can say to each their own, you're going to have a good time either way and enjoy your experience, I'm sure. But what about religion? We do see many commentators and many people claiming to have the best ideas. Even those who aren't the spiritual leaders and teachers or YouTube content creators, they'll have their opinions on what constitutes proper worship or the best way to do things. And that too can seem overwhelming. But what we find in God's word this morning is the focus is there as our God directs us to see and understand the key truth to it all. There is actually one way, one path to salvation, and all others will fail. That's what we see today as we look at God's word in Acts chapter 4. Certainly there were, there were some people, actually the spiritual leaders at that time, who didn't want to hear someone proclaiming a, a different type of theology or salvation from what they thought was the right way. That's the, the spiritual leaders of Israel. They had seen the way that Jesus taught and they had him killed and crucified. And they probably thought that they had done away with that way. That all this talk of forgiveness and grace and redemption found in Christ would, would disappear. They were wrong. There was Peter and John, it says, they were in the temple courtyards, as they usually were now, preaching and teaching the people. And as Peter and John were preaching and teaching, there, there was a man that was unable to walk from birth, and, and Peter healed him. And this caused a lot of attention to be drawn to Peter's message that day and attention to the spiritual leaders. And as the evening approached, perhaps about two hours later, suddenly they took John and Peter as they were teaching the people and pulled them off and put them in jail for the night. The next morning, they brought them before the leaders, the spiritual leaders of the people, the priests, the Sadducees, the elders. And actually, if, if you would picture where Peter and John were standing, they would have been in what was perhaps shaped like a pit as the, the leaders stood around on their steps and put them on trial. And then the charge came as they spoke to Peter, by what power or what name did you do this? 
And actually, it's kind of funny. They thought that they were bringing a charge against Peter and John, but actually what they were doing is throwing him a very good softball. And as Peter stood in that pit and watched the spiritual leaders around him, Peter would not hit that softball with his own strength. He would not answer according to his own wisdom. No, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers, elders of the people, if we are being called into account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Peter, not by his own strength, but in the boldness of the Spirit, told those people that Jesus is the answer. And though they knew they had seen Jesus crucified and these same people had put Jesus in the same place and put him on trial and had him killed, Peter was able to speak up in boldness and say to them, the name of Jesus. This was something that you'll probably see throughout history. Peter points out, the church will do something like an act of kindness. The church will seek to help people to bring healing and hope to this world. But when it's including the name of Jesus, and it's only Jesus as the way, the devil will seek to silence and rob glory from God. That's what we see here. But Peter points out, whom Jesus, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that's how this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the source of strength. In fact, earlier that day, when the crowd saw Peter and they saw what he had done to heal that man, Peter said to the crowds, Hey, whoa, don't, don't think that it's by my own power or by my strength or godliness that this man was healed. By the name of Jesus of Nazareth, who you crucified but who is living. It's the name of Jesus that Peter, that the church has always been about. Jesus is, Peter says, the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. The devil will try to make it seem as if Jesus is irrelevant, useless, and cannot accomplish anything. He will have Jesus crucified, but it does nothing. Jesus is raised to life. He will try to silence those who speak the name of Jesus, but they'll be filled with boldness. And even though Peter and John had been thrown in jail, it says the numbers of believers grew that night and 2,000 more of men, perhaps 10,000 now, had reached the number, even while they tried to silence the name of Jesus. Peter points out, this Jesus, this stone you rejected, has become the cornerstone. You know, this is a, a picture of rejection that you see, when someone is putting a building together, they might try to line up how they're going to stack that building. The, the builders of Israel saw the person, the man, Jesus. They saw his lowliness. They, they saw the message of free forgiveness apart from works. Salvation found only in him. And as we heard Jesus say earlier this morning, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. As they heard that, they rejected the way, and they had him crucified, but God raised him to life. He became the cornerstone, the only way, the one on which the church in this world is built. And so Peter adds to that as he says, 
Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. I'm told there are some, what, 8 billion people in the world today. 8 billion. And there are many different religions, many different pathways, many different ideas on how someone can escape the stench of death, the curse of sin, and find whatever they call it, enlightenment, salvation, a new life. But the scriptures are clear. There's only one way. And Peter says, there's no other name given by which we must be saved. Consider the the names of the greatest heroes throughout history. Their names might have amounted to some praise, but they died. The effects of their works ended. And the greatest name that you can throw out today won't last. Your name won't amount to too much. In fact, no matter how much you achieve in this life or in this world, your name is going to end up as just a name written on a piece of concrete, perhaps, or a tombstone, and it will have some dates next to it. And maybe some of the things you accomplished in your life might be mentioned in the Friday newspaper. Your name cannot stop and rescue you from what is coming. You know, there's a a city in Kenya that has some 400,000 people. And this city doesn't have clean water in it. Even though it has running tap water, you're not able to drink the tap water because so many people have tapped into the water system, which is filled with sewage contamination. Even though the city has 400,000 people, it has less than 100 functioning and working modern toilets. So you can imagine the filth. You can imagine as that sewage spreads into the water, the disease, that even if you brush your teeth with the tap water, you could get sick. And hundreds, thousands are getting sick and dying because of that water, because of the filth. That's what this world is like. There's a Christian company that's reaching these people in Kenya. And they've provided already 100,000 filters and ways, education on how to use those filters. And that helps. Many people now have clean water. But Jesus is more than just a filter for this world dying in its own filth. This world is doomed to face the grave. And because of the filth of our own sin, we deserve death and hell. But there is more than just a filter. There is water, freely given. Water to give us life. And there is cleansing, which purifies us from all our sins. It's the one who was crucified, Jesus, who calls himself the way, and who is proclaimed on the pages of Scripture as the only way. I'm sure many other companies could have brought their water filters in and and helped those people in that city in Kenya. But Jesus is the only one who can help this world. The billions of people in this world who are lost, who are dying, and who need this name. And behind the name of Jesus is the name of a man who came to this world. And he's the only one, the only name that could do what he did to live perfectly and by his life and death to take away the filth of our sin and to take the curse of our sin and to give us the promise of life because he is the living name of Jesus. 
When Peter said there's no other name by which we must be saved, he referred to the one who rose again and who lives and who rules over all things, Christ our Lord. You know, some of those companies that will put out products and videos about hiking, they'll explain all the gear that has failed them. They'll say, well, don't buy this tent because it leaks. Or don't buy this water bay because it will bust. And don't take that route because it's dangerous or, or so on. And that's pretty much everything in this world. Everything will fail. Every person, every name, every product, every route will fail. Except for this one. And he will not fail. He is our living Jesus. The name which was given to us. And notice, it's not the, the name we earn, but it's the name that we received as people like Peter, the apostles, Christians before us, boldly proclaim he is the only way. And it's the name which you now carry and the name which you boldly proclaim before this world. He is the only way. And he lives to be the only way to salvation. The name which we have been given, Jesus. Amen.